0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I hope you learned something today. If you don't have an e-bike yet, you're certainly going to learn something. If you do have an e-bike, you might hear something and you're going to say, uh-oh, I should probably have checked that. So stay tuned. It's time to start diving a little bit into maintenance tips for your electric bike. So let's go ahead and jump into another episode of the Bolton e-bikes podcast. Now, I wanted to get this started off simple and, you know, what's the first thing you should do? I've been putting out some videos that are unboxing videos. Here's some of the basics you should check on your bike. And one of the more common questions I think that we're starting to see roll in as more and more people are getting their bikes and putting more and more miles on their bikes are about maintenance tips and also new buyers who haven't bought an e-bike. They want to know, what do I have to look forward to? What do I need to do on an electric bike to keep it running? How complicated is it? How much is involved? And they want to know, what are they getting into? So if you're in either one of those camps, you're probably thinking, okay, I don't have an e-bike yet. I want to get one. But how hard is it going to be to keep this thing up and running? Uh, If you have concerns about that, don't worry. I'm going to cover this. It's going to be really simple once I go over it. I think you're going to be surprised at how easy it actually is. Now, on the flip side, if you already have an e-bike, there probably are a few things that you might have missed or not taken a close look at. So to start things off, obviously, I can't cover every single maintenance tip. In a single podcast episode, there are a lot of pieces to a bicycle and even more pieces to an electric bike. But I want to talk about the something I would like to call the 100-mile tune-up. Now, what I mean by that is when you get a bike, it's brand new, there might be some little tweaks and adjustments, which I've talked about in some of those recent videos and things about, you know, getting the bike set up so it's ready for the first rides, making sure the derailleurs is adjusted and brakes and all that stuff. But as you start to use the bike, things start to break in, cables start to stretch, lubrication starts to wear off, and the reason I call it the 100-mile tune-up is because there's some really simple things that I recommend you check after you've ridden the bike and it doesn't have to be exactly 100 miles, but somewhere around 100 miles, you need to to check the bike on a few things and just go over some things for safety and for longevity. So this isn't the long, long, long-term application, I guess you could say, of the maintenance. This isn't, you know, rebuilding your suspension fork, because you're not going to do that after 100 miles. That would be ridiculous. This isn't You know, changing out your bottom bracket for a new one because you're not going to need that either. Those are maybe things you might need after a few thousand miles, but after a hundred miles, just some real basic stuff I recommend checking. So I've got just a few things on this list. Let's run through them. Some of these you may already be familiar with and know how to do, other ones I think is just good to be aware of. This just gives you kind of a, a little tune up checklist, if you will. So, number one. Stopping power is, in my opinion, one of the most important things, probably the most important thing on a bicycle or electric bike. In fact, now that I think about it, if everything else failed, there's a lot of things that you could get away with still riding the bike with, but but brakes would not be one that I would recommend. So check your brakes. Now, after 100 miles, your disc brakes are still going to be in good shape. Your pads are probably still going to be in good shape. Everything should be good. You shouldn't have to replace anything. But those pads are going to start to to seat. They're going to start to wear in. They're going to start to form to your your discs, and the bike's going to kind of settle, if you will. So you want to check your brakes. Now, depending on what type of brakes you have may determine what you need to do here. If you have mechanical disc brakes, and that's probably more common, especially on the more budget-friendly e-bikes let's start with those because i think those are going to need more adjustments at that hundred mile point than say hydraulic brakes so mechanical brake you have a steel cable that runs from the lever up on the handlebars all the way down to your front wheel and your rear wheel where the caliper is that's clamping onto that disc brake Uh, and i'm only going to talk about disc brakes because basically all of the electric bikes that i sell come with disc brakes that's most common it'd be pretty weird to not have disc brakes. Obviously, there might be some exceptions out there. But most electric bikes have disc brakes. So that's what we're going to talk about. Now, the cable, even though it's made of steel, will stretch over time. And with most parts on a bike, when they're brand new, there's a little bit of a stretch that occurs early on. And then things kind of settle, if you will. And then they usually don't stretch much beyond that. It sounds a little bit weird, but that's kind of just the way it works. Things stretch a little bit and then it's like, okay, it's tight, it's stretched, it's going to stay there for probably maybe a few thousand miles after that or something. If you get a little bit of cable stretch, if you get a little bit of the pad starting to to wear down, and when you first start riding, I always recommend doing several nice hard stops on your new brakes because that actually Seats the pads in and gets them working properly. If you very, very lightly use your brakes all the time, they can actually glaze over and they don't work well at all. So, this is actually a good thing. You want to do that. But as the cable stretches, as those pads start to basically wear down, you're going to need to adjust your brakes a little bit. And at 100 miles, they might be working great depending on how you're riding the bike. There's a lot of variables here. Are you riding where it's dusty and dirty and getting, you know, contaminants on your brake pads? Is it super steep hills that you're slowing down on? Are you riding your e-bike super fast? Or are you just taking it nice and easy? So, a whole wide range on what could be happening here. But after 100 miles, I would say take a moment and just look at your brakes. Squeeze the brake levers on the front and rear. Make sure that you can easily lock up the front or rear tire. Just stand next to the bike on the ground, give it a little bit of a push with one hand, and just squeeze the brake lever. And you should be able to easily lock up the front or rear brake. If you can't, or if you squeeze the lever and the lever goes all the way to the handlebars, that's not right. (laughs) You need to fix that. And so you want to adjust those pads. For most mechanical pads or brake calipers, the inner pad is stationary and the outer pad is the one that moves. So to adjust the outer pad, you usually have a couple of different knurled pieces, one by your brake lever and one down by the caliper that can be moved. And you can just move those a little bit. You basically unscrew them and then there's another little part you can tighten down to set it and increase the tension a little bit and bring that pad a little bit closer. And then for the inner pad, which is towards the center of the wheel, there's usually a Hex adjustment. You typically need like a five millimeter Allen style wrench to get to that. Uh, sometimes you'll have brakes that have a nice little thumb wheel, as I like to call it, basically where you can adjust it by hand without needing a tool. So that's nice, but not all brakes have that. But just adjust your brakes, give them a little bit of a tune-up, make sure they're adjusted properly so that you know you're good to go for a little bit longer. Now, if you have some cable stretch, just be aware that that's normal, and once it seats in, if you will, right off the bat, then it's not going to move as much over time. The pads, of course, on your brakes are going to keep wearing down, and that's going to be a regular maintenance item to keep an eye on. Now, if you have hydraulic brakes, the pads move evenly from each side. That's a benefit because, effectively, the pads are wearing down evenly, and usually... I say usually because I've seen some exceptions, usually they're self-adjusting. And that means that the pads kind of move a little bit. They have a little bit of wiggle room and they kind of straighten themselves out and, and everything just lines up nicely. If for some reason that's not the case, then there are always two bolts on the top of a caliper. You can always loosen those up and your caliper has some wiggle room side to side. So you can get it, centered a little bit better, and readjust it if necessary. But usually on a hydraulic brake, uh, around the 100-mile point, those are broken in nicely, and they're working great. Brakes, very important. You'll want to be able to stop, so definitely put that on your checklist. Now, number two, this is probably the one that gets missed the most. And I like to have bikes at Bolton E-Bikes built or overbuilt, I should say, on this subject, because then we don't have problems with this. And I'm trying to think, honestly, of a time I've ever had a broken spoke. And I think on our e-bikes, I don't know that we've had one. So that's good. I'm sure that we will have one. Accidents happen. One day is probably bound to happen. But so far, I think things are holding up really well because we like to use nice, heavy-duty spokes on most of our bikes so that way the wheels don't move around very much. But spokes are one of those things that they get tightened up at the factory, and as you begin to ride, they definitely move a little bit. So after 100 miles or so, they can move a little, and then you ideally want to tighten everything up, And then those wheels are usually good to go for a long, long time. Now, this is something that I do on my own bikes on a somewhat regular basis. And it's just kind of habit to check every once in a while. And I do this for two reasons. I've mentioned these things, I think, before in other episodes about other subjects. But when it comes to spokes, I guess I'm a little bit more paranoid than most because I have broken spokes on multiple bikes. But that is not normal, and I want to stress that it's not normal. Both of the times, or both of the bicycles, I should say, that I've broken spokes on were not normal circumstances. One was a road bike, and it's a road bike that I had years ago. I picked it up, used, effectively the bike came from a thrift store, but it was like brand new. And that sounds a little bit ridiculous, but I found some good deals that way, okay? <laughs> so it was awesome. I used to do a lot of road biking, and I had this cool bike. It was kind of old, though. It had been around for a while, let's just say. Uh, the shifters were on the down tube. I mean, this is this was an older road bike for sure. But I would ride that thing hard. And I was coming down a hill, going pretty fast. I didn't have a speedometer or anything on the bike, but... You know, I might have been coming down a hill on this road bike, 35, 40 miles an hour. So we're not talking slow speeds. And I would do this on a daily basis. I was actually riding this bicycle, not an e-bike, to work every day, commuting with it and just basically having some fun, getting some exercise to and from work. And I would go down this super steep hill that's right close to the shop where we are and get hard on the brakes Obviously, those are already adjusted. We already talked about that. But when you get really hard on the brakes, on older style rim brakes like that, basically, you're putting a lot of stress on the outside edge of that wheel as opposed to a disc brake. And when you're trying to slow down (laughs) that fast and putting that much pressure on it, the stresses on an old wheel can just be too much. So, snap to spoke. Thankfully, it was well Getting a little bit slower towards the bottom of that hill didn't cause an accident, but the bike was not rideable home from that point. So I had to get a ride from there because it just, it was too far gone. So that's one situation. Old bike being pushed much harder than it probably should have been. Uh, situation number two was the Velo Mobile that I still have in the back of the shop here that I've mentioned. I have a special project for that planned. That's a subject for another time. I still want to do that, but a VeloMobile is unique when it has two wheels in front and one wheel in back because bicycle wheels are designed to take stress in a certain direction from top to bottom, but not from the side. And when you're riding a bicycle at super high speeds going around a turn, you lean into the turn and the forces are still going effectively top to bottom through the wheel, even if it's at an angle. And with a VeloMobile, if you go really fast around a sharp turn, now all of a sudden You're not leaning the wheels at all, but you're still putting a great side load, a side stress on it. And I snapped spokes numerous times on that thing, just going crazy fast around corners. Thankfully, they were small, sturdy little wheels with uh, pretty heavy-duty spokes. And so I could actually break a spoke every once in a while and still finish my ride out and fix it once I got home, if I just kind of slowed down and took things carefully. And eventually what I did is I just rebuilt the wheels on that with much, much heavier-duty spokes and some other little tricks so that way they would last longer, and that worked. So spokes, I've broken a couple. I've rebuilt some wheels because of it, and it's just a habit for me to check it on a regular basis. But at 100 miles, you should check your spoke tension. Now, there are fancy little gauges and different things to get, but here's what I would do, and it's done basically by feel. You can do this when your bike is brand new and get kind of a feel for it then. But basically, just grab any two spokes that are right next to each other on your wheel and just squeeze them together and kind of feel how much tension is there. And you can just go around the wheel on each side, just squeeze the spokes as you turn the wheel around, feel the tension, and kind of get an idea of what it's like. Now, they're going to move a little bit, and that's okay. They're designed to move a little bit and have a little bit of give and flex. But if you grab a spoke and it just moves all loosey-goosey and easy, that is not good. You don't want that at all. Or if you just feel one where it's just really springy, spongy feeling and it's like, "Mm, that doesn't feel as tight as the rest of them. And usually that's the giveaway. Not that they're all a little bit loose, but that one is really loose compared to the rest. Now, spokes can be a little bit tricky to tighten. I'm not going to lie. That is something that's a little bit of of an art without the right tools. And you can watch some videos on YouTube and different stuff if you really want to learn how to do that. But usually I would recommend if you have a spoke that's really loose and you need it adjusted, don't be afraid to use a, a local bike mechanic or bike shop for that type of thing because they've got the right tools and the experience because what happens is if you Tighten a spoke too much on one side of the wheel or not enough on the other side, you can actually change your rim from being round to slightly oblong. And that you don't want because that's not going to be a fun ride. It's going to be wobbly. So, tightening or loosening spokes doesn't change just the side to side movement, so how straight the rim is, but can actually change how round the rim is. So, you got to be very careful with that and make sure that it's done properly. But at a very least minimum, if you've done at least 100 miles on your new bike, just grab those spokes, give them a squeeze every once in a while, and make sure that they are snug. Not super tight firm, so they just don't move at all. They're going to move a tiny bit, but they shouldn't feel loose and spongy. And if you do that, then you're going to be less likely to ever break one because you'll find a loose one before it ever becomes a problem. So that's number two, get some help if you need it on adjusting it, or just make sure to do your research before you get the tools to do it yourself. But it is something that you can easily check and tell if it's working the way it's supposed to or not. Number three, this is something that's probably going to be needing a small adjustment or tweak, and that's your derailleur, your shifting, because that's another steel cable. It's fairly long, goes all the way from your handlebars all the way to the back of the bike, And if it loosens over time, which it will, then your derailleur can get off a little bit. So if you notice your shifting just isn't quite as smooth as when the bike was brand new, you probably need to adjust your derailleur a little bit. And because usually that cable stretches, you need to tighten it a little bit. And thankfully, this is pretty easy to do. What I like to do is if your bike has a kickstand where you can lean it onto its side, great. Uh, If not, you can always flip the bike over, get the rear wheel into the air. But basically, you just want to get the bike in a position where you can turn your cranks by hand, pedal through all the gears easily, and shift all the way up and down and make sure it works nice and smoothly. And if you see at any point where if you give it a, a click up or down and it doesn't just nice and easily jump, up or down the way you want it to, and it kind of hesitates a little, uh, or maybe it just kind of skips a little after it jumps up, uh, then you want to adjust that tension a little bit. And like I said, usually it's going to require tightening a tiny bit, unless you've had some sort of crash, and you bent your derailleur, and it's bent the other way. That's a whole different problem, but we're talking about basic maintenance. So it might need a little bit of tightening. Most derailers on the market have an adjustment knob, just like those brake calipers do. Right on the derailleur itself, the cable runs through this small knob right on your derailleur. And typically, if you turn it counterclockwise, if you're looking at the piece, then that's going to increase the distance from the end of the derailleur to the shifter, effectively increasing the tension. So, counterclockwise is going to make it a little tighter and bring your shifter up more in the gears. And when I say up, I mean Physically up to larger gears, or if you're counting number wise, that's going to go down. I know that's a little bit confusing, but on your rear derailleur, which is what most e bikes have, so we don't need to talk about a front derailleur, but on a rear derailleur, your smallest, your lowest gear, I should say, is the largest gear. So gear number one is the biggest. That's at the top, we should say, and as you keep getting smaller in your gears, that's going to go up on your shifter. And the reason is that way is because if you're shifting up, quote unquote, then you're going faster. But to go faster, you have to have a smaller gear to do that. So tightening that cable is going to bring it up into those bigger gears, hence the lower gears. And if that doesn't make sense, go look at your bike, look at the numbers on your shifter, shift up and down a few times, watch what's happening. And hopefully that all clicks and the gears click up and down nicely as well. Next kind of goes along with the, the derailleur, but that's the chain and making sure it's properly lubricated. Definitely something you should be doing on a regular basis. It's going to keep your bike running nice and smoothly. It's going to make it easier to pedal. It's going to make the shifting better. Personally, I prefer some of the what they call dry lubricants. So it's still a liquid that comes out. But effectively, it's dry. It's not this wet, goopy substance that stays on there. So if you're riding in really dusty conditions, it's not collecting all this junk and dirt. I hate lubricants that do that. They clog everything up and it just makes a mess. If you want to get really fancy, there's types of wax you can buy. That's a little bit trickier to put on because you actually have to melt the wax and then put the wax on the chain and run it through everything. But works really well as a lubricant. And it's totally dry once it cools off, so you're not collecting all this junk and dirt. But I find just what they call a dry lubricant for a bicycle chain works great. Make sure to put that on your chain. Shift through all your gears up and down. Make sure it's all the way across your either cassette or freewheel. And that's going to help not only the bike run smoother and easier, but it's going to prevent wear and tear. If you have no lubrication whatsoever on your gears, Then they are going to be working harder on that chain and everything, and everything's just gonna wear down faster, and your parts and pieces on your bike are not gonna last as long. Now, the final thing that I have that I think is kind of an important one is your headset. And the headset is the assembly where the fork goes through the frame and then attaches to the stem, which goes to your handlebars. It's that whole assembly inside there. And there's a lot of little pieces, there's bearings, there are crown races, and I go into more detail on a previous podcast episode about forks that talks about those different pieces. But because there's a moving part and there's a bearing, and there's a fair amount of stress on that from hitting bumps and different things from that front fork, those bearings can settle a little bit. So you might feel after 100 miles or or more, a little wiggle in your handlebars. And it's really easy to check this. What you can do, just like checking your brakes where you stand next to the bike and kind of move the bike forward and hit the brakes, well, keep your front brake locked, stand next to your bike, and just kind of wiggle the bike forwards and backwards a little bit. And if everything feels nice and tight, then great. But if you feel a movement or you can see a movement where your fork compared to the frame is kind of wiggling a little bit, then your headset might be a little loose, and you need to tighten that up and very easy to do again, typically, you just need a five millimeter allen wrench. On most bikes, there's a stem has two pinch bolts on the side. You loosen those two up, and then there's a top bolt with a cap on it, or it holds a cap down, I should say, on the top of your stem. and that's kind of what pulls everything together between the fork and that stem. So you want to tighten that top bolt down a little bit. Make sure it's snug again, and then tighten your stem bolts on the side back together, and that will keep everything nice and tight, and then you won't have to worry about your fork kind of wiggling a whole bunch and causing an unsafe condition. So another thing that you could check on any bicycle, just grab the front brake, wiggle the bike back and forth a little bit. And make sure you don't hear either a clicking or a clunking noise or see some actual movement happening when you do that. And of course, after that, there are all sorts of things that you could check on any bike. Check all the nuts and bolts and everything because, like I said, things after you use them for the first little bit kind of settle in. Check the bolts on your hub motor, axle, if it has them. Check your quick release on your front wheel anything that might come loose, it's a good idea to just kind of go around and, and double check everything and tighten it up. Stuff that I would have recommended on any new bike as well that you should do, but just kind of go through that process again once your bike has some miles on it. and And you might be surprised by what you find. There's probably going to be something. It might just be one little thing, but there might just be something that's a little bit loose. And although not all of those things could be dangerous or unsafe over time, some of them that might just be good for preventing further wear and tear on your bike. One of those that I can think of that definitely causes a problem that's not necessarily a safety concern, but it definitely wears a part out and can wear it out very quickly, is if your crank bolts aren't tightened down. So you've got two bolts, one on each side, that hold the cranks that are attached to your pedals to the bottom bracket. And if one of those bolts loosens up, then your crank can start to wiggle a little. And if it starts wiggling back and forth, it can actually round out your, your crank. And then if that happens, it's kind of junk and you have to replace it with a new one. So that's one of those wear points where, you know, it's it's not necessarily going to cause you a problem because the, the chances of it completely falling off or something are, are very, very low. But it might cause you to replace a part sooner than you would have to. And I want to make sure that no matter what bike you have, It's going to last a good long time. So just to recap, 100-mile tune-up. Check your brakes, number one. Check your spokes, number two. Check your derailleur. Make sure everything is shifting smoothly. Number four is to check your chain and make sure it's well lubricated. Number five is the headset. So make sure that's all together nice and tight. You don't have any wiggling there as those bearings wear down. And then... Last and final thing is just kind of a overview. Number six, just kind of go over all the rest of the nuts and bolts on your bike and just make sure there's nothing loose or out of place at that point. And if you do this after 100 miles, odds are very, very good that the bike is going to go several hundred miles more before you have to do anything major to it from that point. Once again, I want to make sure you have fun on your bike Having fun is the number one thing that people are doing on these things. I don't want you to be afraid of the maintenance items. I want them to be easy and as least amount of scary as possible. And they really can be. So don't be surprised if we put out some more videos on just general maintenance on electric bikes in the future. I definitely want to do more of that. But I hope this helps give you a little introduction. None of these are terribly difficult. And you're always, of course, welcome to email us with questions for Bolton e-bikes that you have. You know, if you've got one of our bikes and you have a small maintenance question, just reach out to us and just say, hey, I don't know if this is right or I have a question about this. And we'll get back to you with an answer or some instructions or hopefully soon even some specific videos on how to just do some basic maintenance. Thanks again for listening. I do appreciate all of you for being here and checking in every week. I enjoy reading the reviews. There are some funny ones. Go check out those reviews for the Boltonet E-Bikes podcast, if you haven't already, because there are some good ones, and I hope that yours is one of them. If not, I do appreciate those five-star reviews for the podcast, and as well, I have to mention that we just recently gave away a bike. We had a winner for the Sabre bike. Really excited about that. I think the winner was very excited. Just got that bike shipped out, and I hope he has a ton of fun with it. If you want the opportunity to win a bike, make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. We will send out emails letting you know when new podcast episodes come out with helpful tips or information or just general uh, experts that we invite on the show to talk about e-bikes. I think we're going to have some good ones lined up here in the near future. So make sure to stay tuned and come back and listen on another Tuesday. I'm your host, Kyle Chittock and the owner of Bolton e-bikes and I hope to talk with you next week. Uh